Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everyone. Welcome to another episode of MFM Music for Muggles. This is your host, Santiago Suna. Today we're going to analyze one of my favorite bands of all time, Radiohead. So, let's get started. I started to listen to Radiohead when I was maybe three or four years old. I mean, my parents are huge fans and they have encouraged me that passion for music, especially for this band, since I was just a little kid. I remember every Sunday I'd wake up by listening to Radiohead songs, full volume, 8 a.m. in my house, because my dad would wake up and immediately play it. Because my dad used to make breakfasts on Sunday, so he likes to cook and listen to Radiohead. So, Radiohead was formed in 1985 in Oxfordshire, England, by five students Tom York, which is the vocalist. Johnny Greenwood, which is the lead guitar, keyboards, and other instruments. Colin Greenwood, his brother, bass. Ed O'Brien, second guitar and back and backing vocals. And Philip Selwood, which plays the drums. They originally named themselves on a Friday because they used to practice on a Friday. I know, clever, right? A few years later, they split up for every member to go to college and in 1991 they got back together recorded a demo and they got to sign with EMI for a six album contract in which the label company asked the band to change their name for something more original and less boring than on a Friday and for their name they chose a talking head song called Radiohead and then Radiohead was born in 1992, they released their first EP single called Creep, which is their most popular song by the time. It actually took a few years for it to become as big as it is right now, because at the beginning, radio hated it, no one was buying it, and even the band itself thought that the song was trash. After a few years, the song came to America and it got into the top 40 charts and this made Radiohead instant stars. Tom York actually complained about the struggle of being in public eye and that's where many of his lyrics come from. In 1993, they released Pablo Honey which has great tracks such as Anyone Can Play Guitar or the single Creep, but it didn't get great reviews and it's considered the poorest work of the band. We can hear the influence of emerging genre grunge by heavily distorted guitars and garage drums with a lot of echo and reverb that surprisingly fit amazingly well in Radiohead's music. Anyway, this record was not big in the UK, but it was in America. In 1995, they released The Bands, 
one of my personal favorite albums of all time, which had a whole different sound and more power in Tom's vocals and lyrics, talking about the struggle of being in public eye, dealing with anxiety, depression, and we can actually hear the influence of Johnny's guitar in the band by heavy riffs and powerful guitar lines that marked this album. We can also hear the confidence that the band has gained over the years compared with Pablo Honey and the previous EPs. With the bands, Radiohead moved away from the grunge influence style of their debut Pablo Honey, incorporating cryptic lyrics, um, greater use of keyboards, and more abrasive and aggressive guitar tracks. It produced five charting singles, My Iron Lung, which was actually released as an EP in 1994, High and Dry, Fake Plastic Trees, Just, and Radiohead's first top five UK single, Street Spirit Fade Out. This track, Street Spirit Fade Out, is a dark, depressing track. It is really sophisticated but also melancholic. Tom talking about playing the track live talks about how dark and depressive the song is. He actually said, It hurts like hell every time I play it. Looking out at thousands of people cheering and smiling, oblivious to the tragedy of its meaning. Like when you're going to t have your dog put down and it's wagging its tail on the way there. In June of 1997, Radiohead releases their third full-length album, OK Computer. It is considered not only the greatest album of the band, but one of the greatest albums of all time. This is an expansive, experimental feat of a record that achieved to inspire countless musicians and artists, and it changed the way of many people to see music. And I know it may seem like I am overreacting or something, but really, I'm not. Colin Greenwood said this in an interview after the release of OK Computer. It's not the bands, the sequel, or of the prequel, but there's a continuity. You didn't get the feeling we've ripped up all the songs from the bands and reinvented ourselves in a horribly pop-tastic way. This actually says a lot about this new record, about its whole different sound, nothing that ever has been listened to since the era of Pink Floyd maybe. And anyway, despite of the lower sales estimates by EMI, redeemed the record on commercial and difficult to market. OK Computer reached number one on the UK albums chart and debuted number 21 on the Billboard 200, Radiohead's highest album entry on the US charts at the time. The tracks Partner Android, Karma Police, Lucky and No Surprises were also released as singles previously. 
The album expanded Radiohead's international popularity and has sold at least 8 million units worldwide. Actually, a remastered version of this record with additional tracks was released in 2017 by the name OK Not OK, celebrating the album's 20th anniversary. It was nominated for the Grammy Award for Album of the Year and actually won Best Alternative Music Album at the 40th Annual Grammy Awards in 1998. The lyrics in this record talk about consumism, social alienation, uh, again, depression, dealing with anxiety, and actually we can see Tom's interest in politics and geopolitics and also the fear of living in a world ruled and controlled by new technologies also um, talks about dealing with insanity and modern British life um, also, we can hear globalization and anti-capitalism. Actually, Jörg said, on this album, the outside world became older, was, I'm just taking polaroids of things around me, moving too fast. It was like there's a secret camera in a room and it's watching the character who walks in, a different character for each song. The camera, it's not quite me. It's neutral, motionless, but no emotionless at all. In fact, the very opposite. Some critics considered this record as a concept album, but the band itself said it, it's not a concept album and did not intend to link the songs to a narrative or any fine concept. Um, actually, they do not have a coherent, uh, coherent narrative and it is pretty abstract anyway one of the greatest records of all time so after the huge success of OK Computer the band had the freedom to do pretty much whatever they wanted as a result they produced again a masterpiece Kid A in 2000 which is considered more intelligent and way less pop-friendly than OK Computer. In this record's lyrics, we can hear how Tom still struggles with being famous, being at the public eye, that he never really wanted that, he just wanted to make music, because that's his biggest passion. And this struggle led to an really affecting depression that we can hear and we can listen to in the lyrics of the most of the songs in Kid A also by really dark and melancholic keyboards and guitars but first let's give a big shout out to our sponsor today Artlist.io do you want free music and SFX for your videos? Well, 
Artlist.io is the best option to you. Every filmmaker should have access to incredible music. That's why Artlist search the globe for the best musicians, then create their music into a powerful platform where filmmakers can always find something inspiring, evocative, or moving to underscore their work. Artlist is not a jingle factory, but a community of artists who put heart and soul into their music just as you put your heart into your video productions. Thanks so much, Arlitz, for sponsoring this podcast. Let's get back on. Tom York actually said that a lot of the lyrics of Kide, for example, in Everything in its Right Place, he wrote many of these lyrics by writing random phrases and thoughts and randomly picking them from a bowl. For example, yesterday I woke up sucking a lemon. There are two colors in my head, from everything in its right place. Kide was the marking point that made Radiohead to have really a distinctive style that they would put into every record during the new millennium. So. Next, in 2001, they released their next full-length album, Amnesiac, which is actually a sequel for their previous album, Kid A. And we have to say, this is not a B-side of songs that didn't come out in Kid A. This album is totally phenomenal. I liked this album as much as I liked Kid A. But, unfortunately, we are running out of time. If you want to learn more about Radiohead and its trajectory, stay tuned for more episodes in Music for Muggles. Thanks for listening. This is Santiago Sune. See you around.